Welcome back to the Maroon Weekly. It is Monday, April 26th, and I'm your host, Ron, uh, for today. And I'm joined by... I'm Beza Desta. Uh, we got a lot of stories to cover today, so we're just going to go ahead and jump straight into it. I'll start off with some student government news. As you might remember from our weekly episode last week, Isaac talked about this a little bit, but now these elections have ended, so it's time to discuss the results. Thrive Slate was elected a student government's next executive slate this past Friday on April 23rd. Uh, the slate was composed of all third years, uh, Parul Kumar, who ran for president, uh, Murphy DePompe, who ran for vice president for ad- administration, and Natalie Wang, who ran for student affairs. They all ran unopposed and will start their roles on June 13th. The election ballot also included a referendum that suggested splitting student government into a college council and a graduate student council, which was intended to improve internal coordination and student representation. The referendum overwhelmingly passed. The election also included the filling of roles of the undergraduate liaison to the Board of Trustees, the graduate liaison to the Board of Trustees, along with class representatives for each of the classes in the college. So, you know, if you're a student government junkie and care about that stuff, then there you go. All the names should be listed on the Maroon website, or you can also probably find it on uh, the student government website sponsored by the university. All right, Beza, you got any stories for me? Moving on, I guess if you remember last week's my frustration at the stay-at-home order being extended to off-campus students. But good news for me as well as for the rest of the student body at the beginning of the week, the uh, stay-at-home order was lifted at 7 a.m. on April 20th. Actually, by the end of this week, there are only 23 new cases of COVID-19, according to the UChicago Forward email sent to the university community. This week, actually, the university began lifting restrictions imposed by the stay-at-home order, including reopening library study spaces for undergraduates, resuming in-person classes, and opening campus laboratories for research. To add to the list of things being opened this week, UChicago Medical Center began offering doses of vaccine students through a random lottery The city of Chicago has moved into phase two vaccine distribution under which all residents over the age of 16 are now eligible to receive a vaccine. This Monday, I actually just got uh, an invitation by UMC to get vaccinated. But sadly, I had biked 30 blocks south to get my vaccine the week before, only three days before uh, my invitation. Which is sad, but it's okay. It means that there are more options slots for other people who need it. So Ram, do you have another story for us? Yeah, so my second story is about 10-week versus 9-week quarters. In a report sent to university administration last week, College Council recommended returning to a 10-week quarter system, citing that current undergraduate satisfaction with the 9-week quarter system is only 38%. The council also suggested forming a committee of faculty, students, and administrators to reassess the 2019 report that advocated for a nine-week quarter, along with a three-week September term, a week-long Thanksgiving break, and ending all courses by June 1st. These changes were not set to be implemented until autumn of 2021, but in response to COVID, these changes were front-loaded. And in spite of the council's recommendations, there's still no indication that there will be a return to 10-week quarters. So Beza, do you have any 
opinions on nine versus 10 week quarters? To be honest, I, I thought I had like a strong opinion, but then I, for the first time in my life, experienced a one week spring break and that was not enough. So if I had to go through a nine week quarter to uh, get my two week spring break, come at me, bro. No, fair enough. Yeah, the spring break is always too short in comparison to the winter break, which is like three weeks. And then you get like a, a one week spring break and you're like, what? Especially if you go home. I feel like if if you stay in Chicago, then it's it's like, you know, it's whatever. Like it feels a little bit longer if you stay on if you stay in Chicago. But for some reason, when you just go back home, it just feels so short. That's so sad. Yeah. But and also the funny thing is like winter quarter is the roughest quarter. That's that's when you yeah, need the most break. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, but I'm surprised that it's that low. Well, I mean, ten week quarters are are already pretty intense, but like cut, shaving off a week cumulatively that's a month less of instruction um so i think people are you know not too happy about that understandably so it seems like the main like one of the main reasons that the university is trying to push in changing the quarter system is so that like internships are more available to students because most of those start in like early june when we're still normally in in class but I feel like if that was the case, then wouldn't it make sense to just start the year earlier and just continue with 10 week quarters? I don't know. It's yeah. I know. It all seems so easy for us. But then at the same time, I'm like, yeah. I, I don't want to assume too much. I mean, it's not like the administration is having a good time trying to plan for all of this, you know? Fair enough. Fair enough. And you know, they did look at the report and consider like the costs and benefits. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, if, especially if like students are not satisfied with the non-week quarter, then maybe it's worth reassessing. Definitely. But you know who needs to worry about all of this now? Our new president, Paul Alavastos. Actually, at the beginning of April, the Maroon conducted its first interview with the Chicago president in years. And before being named the 14th president of Chicago in February, Alavastos served as executive vice chancellor and provost at the University of California, Berkeley. Some fun facts about Paul Alavastos, he was an undergrad student. He was also an international student. So maybe that is a career option for me as well. Imagine yes. maybe a Chicago resident. No. <laughs> but yeah, so he was an international student from Greece and he moved to Chicago for the first time to uh, attend U Chicago as an undergrad. He was a, you know, your usual U Chicago student trying to explore everything. Uh, but I guess at the beginning of his third year, he fell in love with physical chemistry and he became a chemist. And he went on to do his PhD and work at labs. Fun fact was he was a club president for Doc Films. He used to watch a lot of films from, from there. Seems like a pretty cool guy. The Maroon talked with representatives from Berkeley Student Government, a body housed under the Associated Students of the University of California, ASUC, to understand Alavasto's impression on the student body. Nicole, ASUC Academic Affairs Vice President, attested to Alavasto's down-to-earth, sympathetic, and collaborative leadership style and said that he is transparent and direct when the administration is unable to meet a student demand. However, Chief of Staff for the ASUC, James Wickert, 
shared that Alavastos will stand his ground when it comes to an issue that the administration is firm on. One such instance was in response to a campaign by ASUC Office on Academic Affairs to appoint another student representative to search committee for Berkeley's vice chancellor of equity and inclusion. Ultimately, Wickard accepts it as a consequence of university bureaucracy more than a reflection of Alavastos character. He also used it as a chance to grow as a student representative. He said, I quote, we've enjoyed working with him and being in the room with him and learning how he thinks as a proxy for learning how other administrators or how faculty might think. And rejoining the Chicago community for the first time since his undergraduate days, Alvastos is approaching the task like a student who's conscious of the work that he needs to catch up. And and in a quote to the Maroon, uh, he said that, quote, In my first quarter, for sure, I'm just going to actively listen everywhere that I can. I want to hear student voices. I want to hear from what students are experiencing. I want to hear how they've held up through COVID. I want to hear what their ambitions and dreams are. I want to visit with the faculty across the campus, and I want to talk to the amazing staff with our Southside neighbors and other partners. Seems like he has his work cut out for him. And obviously, he al- he's also not entering the Chicago at the most opportune time with a lot of things going on around the world, but also inside the campus, the movement with GSU trying to unionize and defund the police with the care not cops happening. There are a lot of things that he seems to be going through, but we wish him best of luck. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot on his plate, but I'm sure that he can handle it. I think that's all the stories we have for you this week. As always, I'm Ron. And I'm Beza. Music for the Weekly is provided by Andrew Dietz, Aaron Senden, and Kenny Talbot-LaVega. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. See ya.